There's video nothing. games industry's dying. <laughs> and all of us out here on the front lines making these podcasts, we're trying to prop up a dying medium. You know? That's what I was thinking. But this week we switch, we shift gears. No longer a video game podcast. No. What? Next in line, each of you, I'm going to ask you both. What would be your next podcast that you would do if video games died? Mixed Pixel still to exist. This was our livelihood. This is our job. Movies. If we quit Mixed Pixel, movies are gone. Oh, fuck. Vid- comics are gone. TV's gone. It's a wasteland out there. The only ones alive are the ones keeping it going with the pull, keeping the pulse with the radio. We're the radio now. We're like, we're like, uh. Three Dog. Three Dog, yeah, exactly. <laughs> this is the pulse. It's going. You can kill yourself like this, you know? Yeah, you can slap your heart. I mean, no music, TV. That's why I don't understand whenever a basketball movies. player goes like, ah, and he's doing this. Like, every time you're doing, oh, I can't do that. Every time you're doing this, like, your heart's going, Ugh. and like, those guys don't care. <laughs> they just made a massive dunk, and they're just, stop my heart. And they're hitting themselves. It's adrenaline. People listening, I'm pounding my chest like Donkey Kong. <laughs> Donkey Kong too. Is his heart just encased in muscle? Probably. Maybe if you're muscular, it yeah. doesn't do anything. But <laughs> if you're hitting your chest, if you're bone. if you're a giant gorilla wearing a tie, I don't think you have anything to worry about. Yeah. Do you ever see Donkey Kong's eye sockets? Yeah, they're kind of pushed in. A bit. They're really yeah. in there. Are his eyes just floating into a into a socketed abyss? Yeah. Probably. Belly buttons for eyes, <laughs> but with like eyeballs. Like if you put an eyeball on a belly button, <laughs> that's that's a portion of Donkey Kong's skull. <laughs> That's a disturbing look at Donkey Kong. If you, if you think about his eye sockets, his belly buttons. Man, now every time I play Mario Kart 8, you're going to think of the belly button king. You're going to think of belly button eyeballs. He's belly button king now. He's going to win He's gonna win every race from now on. Yeah. And you're going to just stare at his belly button eyes. Yeah. And then where's your soul go? He's scary in Mario Kart 8. If you watch like the highlight reels and he hits you and goes past, he's just like, yeah, he's scarier than Angry Luigi. Yeah, because of, of the belly buttons. That's it. That, I couldn't figure it out this whole time. That's it. Good you have a fear of belly buttons. Do you think? But do you think he has a fear of belly buttons? Yeah, maybe it's like like something repressed. Like at and one he point. and this is like yeah, his life, that's why he's so angry all the time. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> I meant Rob. Oh, oh. <laughs> I thought you meant uh, Donkey Kong. <laughs> he has a fear of belly buttons. Yeah. That's why his eyes look and, like and that. And he can't live with himself. That's why he's so angry because he looks in the mirror every day and he sees his <laughs> belly button eye sockets. <laughs> anyway, video games aren't gone. This is the Mixed Pixel Podcast. We talk about video games on this show and other things too. Um, we, we've had a um, an interesting last few weeks. Uh, last week we didn't do anything. The episode before that, you got to listen to me talk about Mel Blanc um, for 26 minutes. Uh, I wasn't planning on talking about Mel Blanc for that long. <laughs> I wanted to look him up to see if he'd voice all those characters. And I never actually found out because when I looked at his IMDb page to find out, yep. I ended up talking about how ugly he was. <laughs> is, it, is it pronounced Blanc or Blank? Because I've heard I've heard other voice actors say Blank. I'm blanked on this one. Um, <laughs> p- pun of the year. Um, anyway, so this week, you know, missing two weeks, not much has happened in the world of video games except for. Some reveals, but I'm not sure we talked about. But I have a I have a question I want to pose to you guys about two big games coming this fall. Um, because the way I look at the language surrounding Destiny Two and Call of Duty World War Two, Activision's two big money makers in in September and November, is that well maybe financially and successfully these games aren't in the same position that other redemption stories have found themselves in, like an ESO or a Final Fantasy XIV or a Diablo III, where mm-hmm. those games suck total butt, and they need to pivot big time and fix it. Mm-hmm. 
these series are not necessarily <clears throat> in that position, but I, I, the more I think about it, I think Destiny 2 and, World, and Call of Duty World War 2 are, are two releases that I think, not amongst the mass market, but amongst that loud group online, the reputation for these two series has been in the gutter. Destiny's been in the gutter since Destiny came out. Mm-hmm. Now, while, while Destiny turns off around with DLC and all that stuff, there's still a large amount of people who, who are wary about Destiny because mm-hmm. they, you fall into that camp yeah. because of, and there's no blaming anybody for feeling that way because in order to play and prove Destiny, you had to give them more money, which, mm-hmm. which is, you know, it's, it's hard to agree to that. Mm-hmm. Um, so there's still a large amount of people on the internet when they see Destiny 2, it's like they need to launch good in order to get me back again. So I look at Destiny 2 as a way to redeem the Destiny brand amongst a certain core audience online. Call of Duty World War II. You don't really have to look far to look at the reaction for Infinite Warfare to see what people think of Call of Duty over the last three or four years since they introduced jetpacks to the to the series. Um, the game still remains financially successful. Like I said, these games aren't dying or dwindling in any way, but the perception of them goes down. So with World War II, this is their attempt to kind of redeem it amongst that loud group online that's like, we don't want to be Spaceman Call anymore. We want to play what Call of Duty used to be. So we have these two big shooters coming out that have something to prove to a certain group on the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, and I want to ask you guys, I will, I'll give my opinion after, If which series has more to lose if it doesn't stick its landing? So if Destiny 2 comes out and it's literally a repeat of Destiny 1, mm-hmm. if Call of Duty World War 2 comes out and it just sucks, it just sucks, it, it doesn't improve, it doesn't... <clears throat> Fix the problems people have with current Call of Duty, which uh-huh. a lot of people assume the problems are the gameplay, you know, boots on ground, mm-hmm. jetpacks. Maybe they, maybe those problems go deeper. Maybe we notice that with World War II when we get the boots on ground stuff. But which series do you think amongst that group? Because I think it's, I would, I would put them into the same group. The ones wary of Destiny 2 and the ones who are like, Call of Duty, what are you doing? Um, I'd put them in the same group. Mm-hmm. Um, to which one? stands to lose more if it doesn't stick its landing with that specific audience. Destiny. Destiny. You can't... The Call of Duty machine... They survived Ghosts. <laughs> okay. Ghosts was the first Call of Duty game to be five bucks before the following Call of Duty came out. Okay. Ten, ten bucks, I think. That's true. That's true. So, yeah. And, yeah. And, and it's just got this huge, huge core audience that even Destiny doesn't have. And there's that, and there's also sure. just, like, the people that are skeptical about it, like myself, for example... The way we're going to see it, or a lot of people are going to see it, it's Call of Duty. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We're, not, we're not expecting anything. That's true. Expectations yeah. for it aren't too high, aside from it being set in a setting that a lot of people have wanted for a long time. Whereas Destiny has to be like, okay, well, you guys fix you, you everything. The gunplay was always fun, and now you know the reaction that people had. Are you going to strip us of that again? Whereas Call of Duty, again, is just like, it's Call of Duty. There's really no reason for it. That's the actual reasoning and excuse and, and mm-hmm. logic towards that game being released. It's Call of Duty. There's nothing else to explain it. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's that's the, the answer I had in my head, too, is that, like, there's if this Call of Duty sucks, there's another iteration 12 months out. Mm-hmm. Whereas By a different developer. Yeah, this is Destiny 2. This is this is their future for Destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you know what's crazy to think about? Like, if Destiny 2 fails to stick its landing again, like, if for some reason Bungie just, like, I don't, we don't actually know how to do this on launch. Um, it's crazy to think how much money that game's still gonna make. For me, I'm gonna buy it. But, mm-hmm. but I mean, like, it's crazy to think that, like, despite Destiny having such a bad launch, mm-hmm. despite so many people feeling wary about it, I mean, the game is still a juggernaut throughout its entire life. 
Mm-hmm. But it's crazy to think that, like. Mm-hmm. But I mean, it like, would it would it would oof. completely tarnish the brand in the future. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. Like they wouldn't be able to run with that ten year plan if Destiny Two was not good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, or at least they'd have a lot of trouble keeping it up. And it's also considering the style of gameplay that they're going for, mm-hmm. where Destiny Two is looking more for longevity, um, in a sense of more story content and um, the raids. Um, all that stuff, whereas Call of Duty is pretty much just multiplayer mm-hmm. with a pinch of single player that three people, including your dad, are going to play. <laughs> <laughs> so, the, like, the Destiny 2 has a lot more on the line for it. So whether it's the gameplay or whatever in Call of Duty that sucks, it's it's just going to boil down to the fact that, oh, this is Call of Duty, this is how it plays, we, this is what we've expected this whole time anyways. Whereas this, it literally comes down to the content and not the gameplay or anything like that itself. It's not about the map design. It's not about how many weapons you're getting. It's about the content in it because of the style of gameplay that they're going for. That's not just a first-person shooter, mm-hmm. but a first-person shooter with more mm-hmm. of an RPG element to it or an MMR element to it. Which one are you looking forward to the most, Jose? As as the man who's like, like, like I would look at the you as the one who is more grounded, I think, towards these series. Like I'm a Destiny Especially, fanboy yeah, at this Destiny. point. Yeah, we're both I, really into it. Yeah, there's no doubt um, either of us are picking it up. And for some reason, every single time, every time a new Call of Duty is announced, I'm like it's probably gonna be good. And then it comes out, and maybe it's not. <laughs> and you know what? I, like I, 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 I'm always bright on everything. Um, which one would you? Would, if these two games are great, well, maybe not. Maybe. Which one are you more willing to buy? If they came out on the same day. Destiny. Um, because of the longevity for it. Call of Duty, like, I can understand That's true. Um, the appeal for the multiplayer with the twitchy shooter. But I don't really play those as much anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I look more forward towards the co-op experiences and stuff like that and playing together with friends. Um, and I already have my, my multiplayer suit for the next at least three years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? So I would if it came down to those two coming out on the same day and I had the opportunity to pick one of them up, I would lean more towards Destiny. Rob, I've oh, no clearly, <laughs> yeah. As much as I, as much as I hope Call of Duty World War Two is good, because I will pick it up if it yeah. is. It's yeah. it's Destiny. Yeah. The one thing I hope they this is an aside, big time. Um, but the one thing I hope they, I mean, again, this could be a bill issue only with Call of Duty, and but I've had it since Advanced Warfare, and it's bugging me. Um, and no matter what I do with modem, router, whatever, I can't fix this issue with multiple PS4s in the house, and I look up. The online and people have the same issue, and no matter what ports people tell them to open, no matter what, go in the DMZ zone, do this, you know, like do all this crazy shit with your modem and router settings. If my dad is playing Call of Duty at the same time as I am, one of us is being that strict, guaranteed. One of us will be open, one of us will be strict. So we either can't play together, and whoever is strict has a hard time playing in general. I've heard De- Destiny's had a big problem with like, that for a while. I think, why are we I think they, still I think using Destiny... that? Why is that still a thing? <laughs> I think Destiny came to a solution, <gasps> but it took until, like, very recently. It's if games, they actually did. It's games with peer-to-peer systems that mm-hmm. have a problem with that type. For Honor has a problem. I mean, I don't have a problem with that type, personally, with For Honor. But certain games don't have a problem at all. My PS4's NAT type, even when both of our PS4's are on at the same time, mm-hmm. are the same. They're both Type 2. Mm-hmm. That is not directly cabled into the modem, but Type 2 is perfectly fine. And Type 2 gets me open in every other game I play. But for some reason, when you boot up Call of Duty, like like something goes in there and like fucks the whole operation up. Like, oh, it, it bums me out. So with World War II, which is one I'm looking forward to, and my dad's looking forward to. Unless I get out of that house by the time where you know a game comes out, we'll see about that. Um, I want me to play that game at the same time. So that's that's, that's kind of a bummer. But that's a, that's a build mm-hmm. problem. That's a build problem only. Fix that shit. Dedicated service. Come on. It's time. The time is now. 
to Was move. Call of Duty a peer to peer. Yes, I didn't know that. That's it, it uses kind of a crazy. dynamic peer to peer slash to it's it. What they say, like I understand why For Honor has peer to peer, but Call it's of Duty is this huge franchise. But yeah, when when Activision comes out and says that Call of Duty uses a dynamic system that uses both peer to peer and dedicated servers, they're saying that every now and then you might get onto a dedicated server once if you're lucky and you win the lotto. <laughs> but every other time, you're playing on a peer-to-peer server because it's very clear if someone has host advantage. It's very clear someone's a host when they quit the fucking game and it says host migration. Mm-hmm. I'm not <laughs> playing on a dynamic server Activision when that happens. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, maybe, yeah, the problem is I mean, dedicated I, servers. I haven't played a Call of Duty game since Black Ops 1. So, so it's been a good, like, <laughs> six, seven years. I didn't have that problem with my brother in Black Ops Three. I forgot that there was a third one. Yeah. We, we, used to, we used to make a, we used to make jokes about that when um, when they announced Black Ops Two, um, about pre-ordering Black Ops Three and shit like that. <laughs> but no, it, it, and I, I, I keep forgetting that was a real thing. But no, uh, when we had that for a brief moment, and my brother and I didn't have any that type of issues. Um, it's strange. And that was that was a physical copy as well. Same thing with the um, what was the last one? Advance. Advance. Um, War Fighter. Black. War Fighter. Uh, Warfare is the Ghost Recon. Yeah, yeah Advanced Warfighter. Yeah, but Advanced Warfighter was the one with the first one with jetpacks. No, the latest one was Infinite Warfare. Yeah, mm-hmm. then it was Black Ops Three. Then there was Advanced before that. Okay, so it was Advanced. Yeah. Kevin Spacey those, yeah. was Advanced Warfare. Yeah, Kevin yeah, Spacey was yeah, Advanced. Spacey. <laughs> John Snow but, was Infinite. Warfare. We're just we're just gonna yeah. go by actor names yeah. <laughs> anymore. <laughs> um, yeah, well, I don't think we had because we played together on that a lot also. Advanced Warfare, I didn't have a problem with. the That one worked, because I played with my dad and my cousin. And Advanced at the same was time. the uh, Press X to Pay Respects game, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or was yeah, it was that? that yeah, because yeah. it was the same yeah. one as Kevin Spacey was yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's where his arm gets and it's just spawned a never ending meme. I wonder if we'll get anything with that with uh, World War II. Same dev, Sledgehammer. It's those guys. They love that. They love the Quick Time event. They love their respectable pit Quick Time event. Um. But yeah, so it'll be interesting come fall. Two big shooters. We'll yeah. see what they do for their respective franchises. To, to a different extent, Battlefront. Or Battlefront's more in the case where the first game was really bad and they have to make a good game to get anybody uh, to buy it. I, I, I can see that for sure. I but mean, it does, ba- from the improvements I've seen, it looks like it's really yeah. going to be Battlefront it. kept its core audience somehow throughout its... I mean, because of DLC launches. But again, you buy the game on launch and in order mm-hmm. to get the improved experience, you have to buy all the DLC, you know, which is a tough thing to ask somebody who felt burnt on, on yep. launch, you know? Yeah, like that so I never bought the, the, that's why I never yeah. bought the Division DLC. Yeah. Because Underground, I think, should have been in the game in the first place. Yeah. I mean, the Division I'd put on a different pedestal because I don't... definitely different. I didn't feel ripped off no. playing the Division. The like, end game was just mad. Like, yeah, the, the, there, there were things in the end game that weren't great. And they did give out things for free in the Division. They gave out those... Um, uh, Fuck what they call it. They're, they're raids. Um, which you know, I mean, the raid was just a horde mode. I mean, basically, yeah. But I'm, but I'm just saying they gave out free stuff to, still, to yeah, iterate yeah. on the game instead of like, hey, you want to play all the good stuff? Pay us like 70 more dollars. Mm-hmm. You know, like Destiny's were. If you really wanted yep. to keep up on Destiny up to Taken King, you had to buy House of Wolves, Dark Below, then Taken King, which sets you back like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then there's everyone else who jumped in on Taken King who barely spent anything. Yeah, if you that's, just, that's if you just seventy. Bucks only a year after, like I, you know, and then that's, the game twice, that's always a weird good debate. version of it. But like I, I love Destiny. I think they iterated on it very well. But I, I can't ever argue with the fact that it, it, some of that stuff maybe should have been like, hey guys, we're sorry, we fucked you. Here's free stuff. The stuff mm-hmm. that was included in the season pass. Yeah. Yep. Because it wasn't House of all Wolves, that much. Yeah, and um, Dark Below. At least one of them. That should have been in the game Just or rolled free into the additional game. content. Mm-hmm. That mean, shouldn't have been the season pass. And then, oh, hey, you want another <laughs> another actual expansion? That's 30 bucks. You want something else after that? That's 30 bucks. Yeah. It, it, 
interesting model. They somehow got away with it. Because people like me. But but they and got so, away with it. And because but, of that, and because of how, you know, kind of small Dark Below and House of Wolves, I'm curious about, because they already announced an expansion for Destiny 2 already. 1 and 2 again. Will they be like House of Wolves exactly. and Dark Below size? Or, or will they realize... The actual expansions. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, we've got 11 days till the gameplay reveal as yeah. of recording this episode. So we'll really get to see what it's going to look like soon. For sure. Um, with nothing else really newsworthy to talk about, there have been announcements. Darksiders 3 was announced, mm-hmm. which is interesting. Um, out of the Ashes comes <laughs> a franchise that yeah. belonged to a publisher and developer that was gone and dead. So everyone assumed it's the gone and dead. Mm-hmm. All those guys show back up and like, what's up? We're still here, motherfucker. Um, as far as I know, Darksiders 1 and 2 both ended on cliffhangers. Both of them. I'm pretty sure. The ending of 1 apparently was never resolved in 2, and the ending of 2 was never resolved. And it's not going to be resolved in 3 because it's a new character. Yeah. So it's like, huh? I, they'll probably do all four horsemen. I'm sure a lot and of people... Like, yeah. if, they're, if they're putting this one out and it sells well, they'll do the fourth one. I'm horseman. curious. Oh, they're going to do a fourth one, and the fifth one will be a giant co-op game with all four characters. That's, and then... uh, like Fable Legends. Like, yeah. Except it'll release. Like, I was curious. Because <laughs> when I heard about the cliffhanger endings, and apparently actually... they end the same way. Hmm. I'm wondering if like they're just going to end all of these respective iterations the same and then combine them all. Mm-hmm. But that's, you got to hope they release these games. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, we're getting three. I don't know where exactly. we didn't think we were going to yeah. get it. I so. saw some comments when... And they're all... They're all they're both of them are pretty good games. Yeah, like, that's what I've heard, heard things. things. Yeah, I've never yeah. played them, but I've heard good things. Two about. has loot. Does it? <laughs> like Diablo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Christ. I wish this was a video podcast like, just for that. <laughs> I didn't do anything. That was worthy of a video podcast. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Darksiders, Darksiders 2, as far as I know, had, like, Diablo loot, apparently. Um, but yeah, uh, I saw some comments that when they announced 3 and it was another character, like, what about the fucking ending of 2? <laughs> it, it'll be like if Shenmue 3 comes out and they don't continue the same story. Could you imagine that? Some other guy named, like, Frankie it's or something? place in Greece. <laughs> I thought it would be great. To have, to, with a new opportunity, Brent. No! The cliffhanger! Um... Uh, but anyway, I figured before we pivot into like what we've been playing or any updates on what we've been playing, um, I wanted to I wanted to do a quick story time to fill, to fill the air here. This, okay. this isn't filler content, but kind of is. <laughs> <laughs> this is a, but um, it's unique because yeah, it's cause, unique to us. Because as I was discussing before we recorded uh, a, a childhood memory, I, I got the idea for for this question prompt, um, and that is we've all been to friends' houses and played games. We've all you know had friends over to play games but this is more specifically outside of your comfort zone either at a stranger's house in a in a public place or wherever have you ever had an uncomfortable moment related to video games outside of your home whether it be at a friend's house an arcade a store um this isn't like embarrassing moments like we had that that Mm -hmm. one last time i talked about my taco bell receipt uh this is like a like a uh, kind of moment where like you're just sitting there kind of like uh, and it's related to video games in, in some way. Hmm. I probably had a few. Um. <laughs> I'd go with mine. What do you guys think? Yeah, I don't okay. know if I'm gonna come up with anything. Yeah. <laughs> so we were talking earlier before we hit record about like the extreme sports games like Slugfest and Blitz and. Uh, MLS red cards. Yeah. Um, and I remember going to a friend's house. I was in like fourth grade, maybe. I remember going to a friend's house, and I had brought Dragon Ball Z Budokai. I was ready to fuck shit up in Budokai. <laughs> we never ever played Budokai, but my friend's older brother really wanted to show me Slugfest because he was telling me about it, and he's like, "Yeah, you can punch the third baseman as much as you want." <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh, that sounds so great! I'm so ready for this." Um, and but 
um, his brother was using the PS2 at the time to play Metal Gear Solid. Um, and he was playing the first game, and his goal was to beat the game without a memory card, without saving. And I'm sitting there, and his brother's like, come on, let's play Slugfest. You've been playing this all day. And the, and the older, other brother was like, no, man, I'm trying to do something. Leave me alone. And he's like, come on, man. We have friends over. Let us play Slugfest. And he's like, no, I'm trying to beat this without saving it. And I forget where he was far. And the older brother walks up and just ejects the disc and goes, dude, we have company. And he takes the disc out and, like, puts it on top. And the other brother's sitting there and, like, he starts stewing, like, like, oh my God. <laughs> and he gets up and he has like these short shorts on, like really, weird out- really weird outfit. He gets up, he slams the controller down and starts a high kicking his brother in the chest <laughs> re- repeatedly. And, and the mother comes in and she's like, guys, stop it. And, and like, what are you guys doing? And I'm not going to name names or anything, but but the other brother was like, so-and-so is a jerk. He keeps kicking up with his foot. <laughs> I'm falling off the chair. Just standing here in a domestic dispute. And I'm just sitting here like, this is kind of my fault because I want to play Slugfest. <laughs> it's kind of like a Curb Enthusiasm moment here. And the yeah. song starts playing. And like, why would you do that? And then like, he just pans to me like, I'm why he's doing that. Like, he's beating the shit out of his brother with his... And then he, I freaking hate you. Ah! He started crying a little bit. He ran up the steps. And my brother proceeded to put Slugfest in, and I got to play it. And the, I mean, not only that, but the brother left me there to play it by myself. So now it looks like I'm the dick. Because I'm just sitting there playing single-player Slugfest. <laughs> well, that brother probably lost his 10-hour Metagross Solid Marathon like he's trying to audition for Summer Games Done Quick or something. So you got kicked off this long run, and now you're just sitting here playing Slugfest, baby. <laughs> oh god, I felt so uncomfortable. Dude, the high kicks were impressive. I just want to bring that up real quick. Well, he was standing up. Yeah, he just were, kept repeatedly kicking. These were the chest. great kicks. They're an athletic family. <laughs> they were athletic. They were all in shape. They could do kicks like we that. love combat sports. Yeah. <laughs> I'll never look at that guy the same way. I've seen him in public every now and again, but I think he still remembers it a little bit. Yeah. I think he still remembers the day I ruined his Metagross Solid save. Like, here's dumb Billy coming over, <laughs> eating their, like, cereal bars and kicking him off Metagross Solid. <laughs> this is the same family who didn't let my, my friend come over when my dad bought Vice City. <laughs> I It was in the papers that Vice City was, like, the big one. Like, GTA 3 made a splash, but then Vice City was, like, this is so sexual and violent. There's chainsaws. And like, so for some reason it was in our local paper. And I remember. I think of it. Vice City probably was worse. Yeah. I remember when I, I remember when I first got GTA 3 and I first played it with my dad. I'll never forget the moment, the father and son moment when that game went in the console. And I'm sitting there. I'm, I'm in third grade at this point. Call it, or Call of Duty 3. Grand Theft Auto 3 comes out. And I'm sitting Indian style on the floor, and my dad is sitting in the chair. Let's put this in. And he puts it in, and he's playing, and he gets a baseball bat for the first time ever. And he walks up to a random lady and kills her with it. And then I'm just looking at him, and he's like, oh, my God. And then he goes over to her body and holds circle. And when he holds circle, you just repeatedly beat her with the bat. And he's cracking up laughing, and I'm cracking up laughing. And he hands me the controller, and I'm running around. So this series was never an issue in my house. But for other parents, when Vice City came out, I remember talking to my friend. And I'm like, yeah, I want to sleep overnight. My dad got Vice City. And I guess the mom overheard it. And I heard her in the other room with the father. Like, we shouldn't let, we shouldn't let uh, so-and-so sleep over Billy's. His dad bought Vice City. <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, fuck. I didn't say that. I mean, I guess I'm playing a lot of GTA. I probably would. But, <laughs> um, you know, it, rot, it, it rots the youth. 
But I'm I'm sitting there like, no, I want to show. Ta- I almost said his name. This is <laughs> beep. Um, <laughs> no one, no one's ever gonna listen to this um, from that group. If they do, if they do, well, you know who your parents are, and you know, you know how you turned out. Pretty successful. You got a good job. Um, <laughs> maybe there's a pattern here. Yeah. <laughs> He didn't play Vice City. He's got a good job. Vice City ruined all we our did. lives. We all played Vice City, yeah. <laughs> and look at us, sitting around a tiny oh, table. We're sitting around a tiny table doing a podcast for Bill and Anastasia to listen to. <laughs> and Nick. And Nick, yeah. What's up, Nick? Yeah. Nick, I hope you never played Vice City growing up, buddy. I, I know you did, so good luck. Your, your life's ruined. That good college luck, education's going to do nothing good luck, for man. you. Might as well just skip class and just play more Vice City. <laughs> Oh, but yeah, yeah, that that family was interesting. Uh, um, those kind of values growing up are strange, and I understand the sentiment of not wanting your kids to see blood and stuff like that. But I mean, you know, I think if you parent them okay, I, I think they'll mm. be fine. But, yeah. uh, but anyway, I've never killed anybody. Yeah, exactly. None of us have killed <laughs> Rob. <laughs> How many bodies you got in your closet, man? You said you don't want to clean that closet out or whatever. You know, there's too much stuff in it. What's in there? Corpse. You said your neighbor down downstairs is gone? Mm-hmm. They're not there anymore? Where are they? <laughs> they upstairs in your closet now? That was remember, an old lady, correct? Easy kill. Easy target. They can't run fast. They got, <laughs> they got old bones. Rob, you're fast. I've seen you run, dude. <laughs> Have you? Yeah. Like, you, you're like Usain Bolt. <laughs> <laughs> but only well, only for like, you know, that, that, that... Only for the kill. Yeah. It charges you. Like meter. Usain Bolt in the last minute of the race. Yeah. yeah. Not the whole you, race. Usain Bolt about to kill an old lady. Yeah. Fast. <laughs> yeah. I've seen it. Your face gets primal when you're running. <laughs> I've never seen Rob run in my life. <laughs> I always, my dad always tells my mom, I know I've never seen you run full speed. <laughs> <laughs> it's the one thing in a relationship. And like my mom's always like, seen. well, you know, you never will. And my dad's like, come on. Just one day, go in the backyard and run full speed to me, please. <laughs> In your tiny backyard, too. Like she'd, have, she'd have to be running circles. It's funny because whenever my dad says that, like I, I, I know where he's coming from because because there's a look to somebody running full speed that you just don't get anywhere else. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. If you've ever seen me try to catch a bus. You've ran full speed? I've never seen you run full speed. Like I'm in the middle of two bus stops and the bus passes me? That's when you really run full yeah. speed. And I bet you That's look the different. fastest you'll ever run. I bet you look different. Yeah, you start looking real intense, and you get, you know. So like, I, I'm with my dad there, like imagining my mom running like full track speed, like just, like it's funny to think about, you know. And, and um, you know, I've ran as full speed in a parking lot before. I just look focused. I've, I've, I've seen you enter like, the Olympics. Like when he's gonna play beat, soccer, he doesn't just stuff. look like Usain Bolt. He's gonna beat Usain Bolt. I'm just, I just don't think I'm, I'm a very facially expressive guy. That's good though. It's like when we played that weird Jackbox game. You beat. Oh no, that was Vinny that didn't make the faces. No, that was. That was it was like, both of you. No, Vinny I, made the same I just face. Kept you just made fake faces. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Vinny. Had, yeah, Vinny had the same face. That, that, that thick smile. mustache looked great. Because <laughs> he looked like an old like '60s cartoon, <laughs> like We're all street all sweeper. Um, the, the first thing that came to mind sweet. though when you said playing games at friends' houses, I couldn't think of one yeah. that was necessarily an like an moment. awkward, uncomfortable yeah. thing. But I do remember if it's close, it's fine. I do remember me and my friends used to uh, <clears throat> go to my one friend's house and we'd play Smash. 
just all night. Mm. And we would call it Smash Till Dawn. And if you know, if you hear that right, you know you you know what the uh, that that's STD. Yes, and we called it. Oh, that. I, I was also thinking. I was also thinking. I was the same ballpark. Yeah, it's multiple. Yeah, yeah, it was a double euphemism. There's no, there's a word for that. I think double entendre. Hey, you guys want to you guys want to smash Till yeah. Dawn? I'm going I'm going over to Jimmy's house. We're gonna smash Till Dawn. Yeah, you know there was no good way to say it. we're gonna smash Till okay, Dawn or we're gonna go STD tonight. <laughs> no, I didn't actually say that to my family. So, but yeah, that's what we called it. And we would we would literally play Super Smash Bros. until the sun came up. That's a good time. Yeah, Smash except I'm garbage at Smash. We're all garbage at Smash at heart. Um, uh, unless you've got like those, you know, you know, you know the kind of fingers I imagine are good at Smash at the video game Smash Brothers. <laughs> Not just Smash. What kind of what kind of fingers are good at Smash? Well, all right, so when good I think smashing fingers. when I think of a really good Smash Brothers player, this is these are the fingers I think about. Okay. Um, this is the Mixed Books of Podcast, everybody. This is where we talk about video games. In-depth analysis. Um, so when, Smash I, when I imagine one of those guys on stage at, like, you know, what are those? Evo. Evo and Smash Fest. That's not a real one, but it should be. Um, and he's, like, really fucking shit up. Smash know? Fest would get a couple confused attendees. Yeah. Smart? They show up in leather. So, <laughs> so when I imagine the hands, you see my hands. People listening at home, my hands are not, like, fat, fat, but, like, they got some meat on them. You might not know I have knuckles if you didn't look close enough. <laughs> but 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 then the people who are good at Smash Brothers, they have those bony ass hands where their knuckles are like are like little bigger gumballs. than their fingers. Yeah, they're like little gumballs. And I know they're really clammy. Well, I guess everybody's knuckles are bigger than their fingers, yeah. but more so. Like it's it's they're like, not yeah. just protrude. Somehow these people have these X Files knuckles. Like yeah. this person's an X Files yes. monster that molded like it's Knuckle Man or whatever, you know? So <laughs> So I'm, <laughs> it's the only way they can move about that GameCube controller so well. There's big bally knuckles. So yeah, that's what I imagine. Did any of your friends have those knuckly hands? <laughs> I mean, maybe the one guy was like really, really good at guitar, so he's probably got those long bony fingers for guitar playing, and that makes him great Dude, at Smash. You know, actually, you know what? Yes. So my friend, my friend Tyler See? is still amazing at Smash. Bony hands. The guy showed you a beat ocarina in a half yeah, an hour. Bony hands. He's got bony hands. Does he, he listen, does. does he listen to the show? He might. I'm going to tell him to listen to this one. Yes, yes. So, we, we, we so he can remember his, his fond memories of we, STDs. We compliment him specifically, too, about his bony hands. Um, he's also really good at Smash. He, you know what's funny? He's talk, part of the reason I'm bad at Smash. We talk about so how like, you could be, like, you, you, you could, you know, anybody can learn how to play guitar or whatever, but, like, only certain people can play as good as they can because they're born with these mutant hands. Mm-hmm. I they got, got Smash hands. Yeah, they got Smash hands. <laughs> <laughs> slash. Someone, someone, I bet uh, Slash is really good. Can anybody edit <laughs> Urban Dictionary? What's up? Um, can anyone edit Urban Dictionary? And, and smash, put smash, smash hands. hands? <laughs> I'll, I'll add it today. Smash hands. Can anybody just go on Urban Dictionary and add a word? I think so. Because so. if you look up somebody's names, there's like a million. Yeah, there's a there's a, a entry for Noxon, which is a town close to us. Oh there? yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's not a good one. <laughs> no, no, they have the rattlesnake roundup every year. <laughs> <laughs> I meant the entry, but also, you know. Yeah, the entry, the entry is very demeaning. Yeah, they had the rouse like around. That's an interesting thing. Um, there's also a place near here. I don't remember the name of it, but apparently they shoot birds. <laughs> like chicken. Through, or, <laughs> just walk around flipping each other off. <laughs> you, know, you, know who's, you know who's really good at that day? A bone hand. <laughs> Those of us at home, I, I synchronated the middle fingers with bone hand. Um, anyway. Anyway. Um... <laughs> Jose, do you have any interesting stories of being embarrassed uh, um, as a young lad or recently? I don't yeah. know about embarrassing, but like awkward moments. I've had a few. Mm-hmm. Um, one involves Smash Brothers as well. The <laughs> first Smash Brothers when it came out, um, we, me, my neighbor had bought it, and um, there's like four brothers, 
total. And um, when he bought it, we went. I went over. Friends went over. We all played it. We all took turns playing it. We were hooked, like most people were. <clears throat> and we didn't go to school for about two weeks, so we just <laughs> went over <laughs> and played Smash Brothers. So finally, his uh, the the oldest brother who bought it got fed up of nobody going to school, <laughs> so he traded the game in. <laughs> and um, we all met up that morning. Responsibility. Yeah, we we all met up that morning. We had our our bagels. And 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 watch the episode of Beast Wars, <laughs> and then we're gonna start smashing it up. And uh, we couldn't find the game, so like, hey, uh, have you seen have you seen Smash Brothers? We can't find it. He's like, yeah, I took it in because you guys aren't going to school. So <laughs> the, responsible the, man. The third oldest got really mad about it, and they started fighting, like fist fighting, and smash. Man, I wish I had a fist fight and, uh, story. <laughs> and uh, it, it it didn't get ugly. But the uh, eventually, like later on in the day, they started fighting again, and he he had called the cops, and the <laughs> cops showed up, and they found out that he was calling the like the youngest bro- his younger brother at that time was, I don't know, I think he was maybe sixteen, and he was like eighteen, nineteen at the time, so the cop just kind of laughed. A <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Well, you guys can basically told us to go to school and stop fighting," and then he just laughed. He was laughing, dude. That was that was pretty funny. Uh, there was a lot of stuff that went on at that house. We tied him up once, um, <laughs> with duct tape to a chair. Was this an um, experiment? Or no, he was. We were fighting over the VCR. This is how far back it went, um, because we wanted to watch a movie and he wanted to watch a movie. So then, uh, naturally, we all just found stuff around the house and made ourselves into superheroes. And, tied um, him up. That's your power. I, um, the one the one guy was Tape Man. He was just able to tape people really fast. <laughs> The brother who he had the cops called out of, he was the boxer, but he just had two boxes, and that's what he hit me with. <laughs> Literally, the boxer. And um, I was Rhino Head. I had a football helmet on. <laughs> Dude. So somehow we got him to sit in the chair. I think there's some copyright infringement. <laughs> <laughs> somehow we got him to sit in the chair, and then they tied him up with tape, and they used because they just bought an answering machine. So they used the answering machine as a tape recorder to interrogate him. Dude. And we were, they were asking him, like, uh, questions about, is it true that you're gay? Um, is, oh, God. At the time, we thought molester was very funny. So we were asking him about how long he's been a molester for. Hey, if he's a, if he's a bad guy. If he's a bad guy who needs to be tied up to a chair. These are questions that are valid. This, this went on for a few hours. Did you, when you taped him up to the chair... Did you run full speed with your helmet and ram into his chest? <laughs> I th- I think I might have rammed him at some point. Run but I don't remember. Power. Yeah, dude, like there's stu- a lot of stuff that goes stuff on. Stuff like that, like with my childhood, I, there were a lot of fights in my neighborhood. Now, amongst my neighborhood, it was a core group of kids, not the ones who were um, like so strict about Grand Theft Auto, but there was a group of kids who we used to fight over RuneScape all the time because <laughs> like we knew each other, but we all got into RuneScape. And then there was a time when this kid, real asshole. Um, he somehow got a hold of my brother's password and like sold all of his items and then transferred the gold to his character. I'm like, I'm like, I, t- I take offense to this. So I called the mother. And here's like 13-year-old Bill like, I'm taking care of his business. I'm calling his mom. <laughs> and like this got nowhere because you can't talk with some old mom on the phone about, yeah, your son went onto the video game RuneScape and sold a bunch of swords. And then like the mom's like, I don't care about any of this. Like this is <laughs> this is not it's a, did it hurt your brother? Uh, not really, I guess. But I'm done. Like, I'm, I'm hanging up on your kid. Like, stop. So I we end up getting parents involved. And like, what, what are they going to do besides give the, my brother his gold back? But I mean, like, yeah, stuff like that. I, I would, Did he get his gold back? Nah. 
Um, my brother's account got banned shortly after. Never knew, never knew why. But uh, yeah, RuneScape was a big fist fight. Um, my, uh, my RuneScape uh, name was Foosballer. I don't know why. Foosballer? Yeah, I, I, I don't play foosball. You're a big foosball no. guy? Like, no. <laughs> you know who's really good at foosball? Bony hands. Because <laughs> they can really like <laughs> grapple those little handles with their big like tentacles that they have. Their fingers are like tentacles when you think about it. They have like eight different, they have eight more joints than we've got. So they can really do things like that we can't do. So it just grips around like a flesh. Yeah, and they make really good Monster Hunter players too because they can claw that shit with their weird, these. All I'm envisioning is like. plays a video game with the claw? Yeah, it's creepy, man. It's weird. All all I'm envisioning is like that that one character from Parasite that's like on the cover or whatever. (laughs) And he has the the eye in his hand or whatever. For those of you listening, Parasite is an anime if you don't know. Um. Did you, ever watch, did you ever watch that? No. Did you like that? I don't like I, it. I never watched it. I, mem- I remember you telling me there was like dubstep in it. Uh, the opening was like, it started out like, What the fuck is And then there's dubstep in the episodes. Like they'll be fighting and they get real hype. And then, again, I guess it kind of was like kind of cool sometimes, like depending on what, like, you know, because it wasn't just like the generic, like what everybody does with their mouth dubstep. Like there was some cool. Little things. I was like, this, I don't like the story anyway, so I was biased already. But yeah, the parasite hand. Um, yeah. Anyway, um, we've all been playing some stuff. Um, I haven't really been playing anything new. I'm still playing Persona, pretty much. Um, but I have been playing something else. But I do, I do want to talk about Persona a little bit more with Jose. But Rob, first, you you play a laundry list of stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, are you gonna bring them all up? Because there's like there's like twelve. No, 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 no. <laughs> I want to. I want to bring up Crawl real quick, yeah, just quickly, yeah, because sure. Crawl is a really like, cool game. It's like it's like a roguelike, yeah, where you run through a dungeon, you fight monsters, you have to fight a boss to get out. But it's multiplayer. Yeah. So as you run through the dungeon, your friends run through as these ghosts that possess monsters and try to kill you. And so the enemies in the dungeon are your friends. Yeah. But when they kill you, now they're the person running through the mm-hmm. dungeon, and everyone else is trying to kill them. And the goal is to get to level ten, fight the boss, and escape. And, and then gear and stuff along the way. As the other players, you get to control yeah, body control parts the, of the, the boss. boss as well, yeah. which is yeah. it's just it's just such a great concept. The really art, cool. the art really is fun. really cool. The voiceover is amazing. Yep. I, I, is it getting any like praise online or anything? Like, like I follow the like the I follow Powerhoof on Twitter, okay. so I see some of it. I'm not sure. I feel like it should be getting, but I don't. I don't really follow like YouTube gaming too closely. Yeah. I, that's I haven't the, seen too much about it. It definitely deserves more praise. That's, that's why I want to talk about one it. Of the I things think it's a game like, that everyone should yeah, really look into. Because with, with like local multiplayer games like this, <laughs> it, I know. I mean, it's totally it's getting some because I found yeah. out about it through Kotaku, and so that's that's a pretty big thing for a game to go through. Like Super Fight when that game first started mm-hmm. getting published, I saw that on Kotaku and the game sold out for months. Like I bought that game when Kotaku posted it, and I didn't get my game for like five months because of how backlogged the guy got from that article. So it's it's still pretty good press because the game got a lot of press. <laughs> it got a lot of press in beta when a lot of people played it then, and now it's on full release. And I don't know totally how much press it's getting, but it's a really good game that everyone should give a shot, especially if you like couch call. It's fun single player too, because it's still a good roguelike. Yeah, I mean I'm a big roguelike guy, so like getting to play one in that co-op sense. I mean they've made like roguelites where you could play. You know, co-op. Yeah, like, you got you know, like Gungeon, together. Gungeon you can but, play together. But this is a whole new concept. It's interesting like, because working against each other. Like <laughs> it's it's a versus game. But then mm-hmm. when you're the see, it's fun. It's funny because like 
you have the instance where you're the lone wolf trying to make it through the dungeon alive. Then you have all the other players somewhat working together to kill you. Yeah, but they but also don't, they want that. But final they want blow. the last hit so they can become the player. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have these instances where, like, you know, maybe one guy's hanging back, waiting for everyone mm-hmm. else to get their hits on, and then they blast I've in with the final hit. You know, um, so it's a, it's a fun little co-op slash versus slash versus slash co-op type experience that is is interesting. Mm-hmm. Really fun game. I'm glad I got a chance to play it. Yeah. Um, I picked up Mario Kart 8 just as good as ever. Not too much to say about the that. Perfect except game. it's awesome. And perfect really, games really deserve the praise. Yep. But the big one, Yakuza 0. Yeah, baby. <laughs> what a fucking game. Before Rob gets into his Yakuza 0 spiel here, I just want to tell everybody at home. I've been talking up this game for a long time. A lot of people think, is Bill just, is Bill just trying to, is Bill in Sega's pocket? Maybe. It's not in my contract to say. But I will say this. You wish you were in Sega's pocket. I wish I was in Sega's pocket. <laughs> but I'll say this. I don't overhype on purpose. Because my goal is not to make money off of you. My, <laughs> my goal is to allow you to have an experience that I had. If you were in Sega's pocket, you wouldn't have let me the game. Exactly. <laughs> I, they made no money off of you. None. They will when Kuami comes out. Yes. This is a long con. So anyway, Rob, you played Yakuza 0. Yakuza 0. I was apprehensive about it when you when you first recommended it. Yeah. I don't know why. I had no reason to be. Because you're dumb? Yeah, probably. <laughs> I think a lot of people are apprehensive about Yakuza 0. Yeah, there's reasons for it. There's legitimate reasons to be like, eh, there's like eight games. You know, I said, niche. like, it just jump into it. It's it, the narrative of that game. Mm-hmm. It's a game with the ear contender. I did not expect that. Even, you know, I, I figured it, you're a Game of the Year contender. Yeah, it's a Game of the Year contender for me. And, you know, that's, not, that's just not the type of game I play often. But it's just, it's the brawling is great. There's three fight styles for each of the characters. There's these, the cities that you interact on. The map's not big, but you learn to know the map intimately. It's dense. You don't even need to look at the mini map eventually. Like, you just walk around and you're like, oh, I recognize this. Because the map's not too big, but it's big enough. One thing you'll notice is that when you play the other entries in the series is that Every game takes place in Camarocho, so that layout is the same in every game. But it's going to evolve. But it's going oh. to evolve. So, like, That's you know awesome. your way around now. You'll still know your way around when you play... But it'll be different. It's like growing up in the same yeah. neighborhood. Yeah, That's really When awesome. you play Kiwami, when you play 3, 4, 5, 6, all that stuff's the same. Now, there's other new areas, too, but, like, Camarocho is always there. So, like, you know, when you go to Pink Street or you go here, you'll know your way around still. That's like, awesome. They didn't change the layout of the city at all. That's really cool. Every character in that game is so well written. Hell yes. I'm gonna take this hood off my head. <laughs> not now. even not even just like uh Kiryu and Majima, the main ca- playable characters, mm-hmm. like Sagawa, fucking Nishikiyama. Everybody in that game just has character. You know their motives, you know what's going on. Their facial animations, by the way, are You can see the pores incredible. You can literally see their pores. And it's just it's a fun time. Mm-hmm. And it's it's got some of the best side quests in the business. Yep, I told you. I told you. And I didn't know, like, what does that mean? What are the best side quests in the business? <laughs> what, what is that? What does that mean? And it just... The side questers, a lot of them are silly as all hell, and yet at the same time, they still fit so well into the serious narrative of the campaign. And when you were sending me these clips of these silly-ass side quests, I'm like, how does this fit in? No way. And I'm playing the game, and it really does. Like, it's, yeah. there's, like the seriousness of the campaign and the silliness of the side quests work together. 
Because the, the campaign is so serious. Like, there's mm-hmm. not much levity in the main story missions. So, like, that could get overwhelming for a player. Or they might not appreciate the melodramatic nature of the main story as much, you know, because it is beating over, over your head. Mm-hmm. So, to, ba- to counteract that, you have this super serious character in this super serious situation that is life or death. Or, you know, uh, his well-being is on the line. And, like... Mm-hmm. You have these instances where that character with these stakes is inserted into a situation where he's buying a kid a porno magazine, you know, <laughs> or, or, you know, he's filling in as a TV producer or he's helping a kid buy like a Final Fantasy type sequel mm-hmm. or he's stopping a high school girl from selling her panties, you know, or he's helping a living statue get to the bathroom on that time. That was a good one. Or he's helping a punk band who's not cool at all act yeah. cool uh-huh. and you get to tell him what answers to pick. Mm-hmm. So, like, and these situations, like where these characters are, like, Im- like they're they're compelled to help, even though they don't want to. But they're these characters are genuinely interested in their mm-hmm. city and the people around them, so they get involved in these situations, um, just on their way to places. Because you know, like, you run into strangers on the street. I don't personally help people buy porn in real life, but like, <laughs> but I'm not involved in life or death situation. You know, this might be a reprieve for the characters too. One mm-hmm. could argue, you know. So mm-hmm. yeah, so the the cycles are super and just silly, but they they are. The twists and well turns, it. the way, the places the story goes that I never, ever could have expected. Amazing. I'm, I'm texting you every, like, half an hour, like, what is going on? When you were texting me those, I told you, now you see why, like, every night, these two guys, I would spam their inbox in the mixed bits mm-hmm. and then go, oh my god, this story! Whenever I was playing Yakuza mm-hmm. 0. And I always felt like, am I being annoying? Fuck that! This game's amazing. Yep. They got to know. I, t- I sent the same text back to you when I was playing it. Just like, you. this is incredible. How, what? This just happened? I didn't see that coming at all. When I said, I've always felt like I was being hyperbolic when I said that the storytelling in this game sets a precedent, I think, for a lot of developers that they should follow. And that the way that the story is paced, the way that it's told, the way the characters are written, the way mm-hmm. that everything comes together, I think, mm-hmm. is some of the top, like, Top, yeah. top, top shelf in terms to of video the, game story. To take all these sure. narrative threads in that game and pull them together, masterful. Yep. And I, 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 and now I'm beyond looking forward for Yakuza Kiwami, which is thirty bucks, which is a, re, a, a total from the ground up remake of the first game from the PlayStation Two 30? with new content, and it's thirty bucks steel book, steel book. It's, it's 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 outrageous. So everyone needs to play Yakuza Zero right now. So then when Kiwami comes out, you're ready to play that too. And then six comes out in January. <sighs> The end of Kiryu's story. Great future. It ends and now. Yakuza 2 will probably get the Kiwami treatment. Yeah. What I'm really excited about is I I beat 3, I played a little bit of 4, but the, the Yakuza series, like from 1 on, it follows the relationship between Kazuma and an orphan, Haruka. And she grows up throughout the games. Now, I got to see her two games in, in Yakuza 3, but I never got introduced to her through playing. Mm-hmm. And I love that dynamic because I think there's really interesting motivations for Kiryu who... Um, basically takes her in as a father in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm excited to get the origins on that. Um, I'm, I'm excited, man. Yakuza, it's a good mm-hmm. time to be a Yakuza fan. I didn't, it's a good time I to didn't get into say it. it, but I do want to, everybody says Yakuza 0 is a place you can jump in, and I know a lot of people are skeptical about that. It's like, well, but it's part of a long-going series, even though it's a prequel. No, it, it's the first Yakuza game I've it's ever perfect. played, and it's a perfect starting point, because you learn these characters, and I don't, I don't feel like I missed out one bit by not knowing them previously. Plus, Kiwami is a direct sequel. Mm-hmm. And that's the first game. And they, mm-hmm. they tie it right into Zero. You're ready to rock and roll. Never better time to get in the Yakuza. In the West, yeah. anyway. I mean, Japanese people have been able and to do so it forever. I highly, highly recommend the game to everyone. Plus, glad... the mini-games are masterful, too. Yeah. Very well-made mini-games. You don't have to play them, but they're great. Rob, did you, did you just slot car mini-game? 
Not yet. It's so hard. Don't do it. Okay. <laughs> try it. No, it's a side quest. Do it. But I, I will. Obviously, uh, I will try it eventually. Right now, I'm working on the real estate side quest, which is its whole own thing. It's its own game, basically. It is. Yeah. I spent like eight hours doing that. Mm-hmm. That's absurd. I've spent all day doing that. Before I came here and like yesterday before we uh, went to hang out, that's all, I was just doing real estate. Because <laughs> it's engaging. Yeah. And that's you get some side quests involved in the real estate too, which are fun. That's the word. That's the like the one word you could use to describe Yakuza. Absolutely, is engaging. Is engaging. Everything's engaging. In I game. eventually stopped playing mini games and side quests because I had to see where the story was going. Yep. Yeah. That's that's how it was in Horizon. Unfortunately, it's got it's got a it's got a uh, continue where you left off kind of end game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it works out perfectly to just run through and then you can get back to doing the side quests because it's still great post game. That's the that's the that's the great part about it is that a lot of games like after you beat the main story, it's like I don't really feel like going back to do these side quests because a lot of them are just busy work or a lot of them are just checking off the box. Mm-hmm. Where the Yakuza, are like you you're playing these side quests not so you can like complete the list, but because. As you've seen, and as you've seen, both of you guys have played Yakuza 0, mm-hmm. um, finished it or not. Both of you have played it and seen it. Um, like, w- like these side quests are worth it. Like, these are little stories themselves that are worth it. And to know that you have, like, 60 more to do, and that they aren't just, go here and pick up a dish mm-hmm. or whatever. Knowing that you're going to get, like, 60 really fun. Did you do the thing with the radio, Rob, where you send in... Send in postcards? Yeah. Yeah. Which which have to do with the side quests you've done. Yeah. So it's another part of engaging yeah. you. You're looking back on all these things. It's it's fantastic. And they ha- they have that for both of them. I'm glad that you played it. I'm glad I played it too. I'm very glad I played it. Because I would have passed up if you hadn't given it such a glowing recommendation. I'll do that lightly. I mean, maybe Easy Allies would have had me pick it up eventually because they talk about it a lot, but... I don't do these recommendations lightly. I'm the... I don't think I don't think I recommend lightly. I might though. No, I, I'm not saying you do. I'm just saying. <laughs> no, I know what you mean. When I oh, when I I'm hype just a, I'm just thinking about myself. Like, do I recommend lightly? I don't think so. When I hype a game, because I play much. I play a lot of games and I don't recommend all of them. Yeah. Like out of the group, I probably beat the most games. That's this is an interesting point too. When I talk about Persona today, um, I, I thought about something in terms of recommending Persona Five to people that um, I'm unsure of, um, but we'll talk about it uh, after. I'll talk about that with Jose. Um, any of the games you played, Rob? Um, is there something else I mentioned to you? Um, I think those three were the big ones because I borrowed yeah. Yaka, I borrowed Yakuza because I was out of games to play. Yeah, so you're good. <laughs> yeah, I don't think you've played anything else. You may have Mario Kart. And all yeah, stuff Mar- Mario Kart there. and Yakuza have been my main. Cool, thing. man. Cool. Well, I'm glad you really liked Yakuza, and I'm glad that you bought Crawl so I could play it. Yeah, and <laughs> um, played Clue for the first time. Yeah, we played the Clue board game. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> Mind games. Yeah. Mind games. That's what Clue's about. It is. You want to outsmart your friends? Buy Clue. You want to make your friends feel like dummies? What year is Clue out? Like 1910? <laughs> <laughs> Something like that. It's close. People fantasizing probably, about probably killing like, their wife in the library. Like Made that game? I think Risk came out in the 70s, so Clue probably came out around the same time. Maybe a little later. Finally played Clue. It's in my, in my backlog forever. Yeah. <laughs> Have we been playing anything new, Jose? No. So, so you're you're in the same boat as me, very much. Just ch- chugging away at Persona. Uh, I I thought of something the other night as I was playing Persona, and it's not a negative to Persona because I I the way I'm framing this might sound like it, but it's not. Uh, it's just a unique, not 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 unique specifically to Persona because there's a JRPG thing in general, but specifically Persona, because there's not many ways to just critical path a Persona game where it's like, I'm just going to focus on the main story today because the game has you go day by day. 
So when someone says a Persona game is 90 hours long, it's 90 hours long. You're not really getting around that fact. You know, you're not like in Horizon, like, oh, my playtime was 60. Oh, I beat it in 25, you know, because I just did the main story. Persona's kind of like, you could probably skip and just go to sleep instead of doing anything every night, but like, you wouldn't still, be able to beat the it game. still takes time. And and yeah, you, you'd find yourself in some pretty significant roadblocks, depending on what difficulty you're playing on. So like when someone says Persona's 90 hours long, Persona is 90 hours long. Um... So I'm playing Persona. I'm still playing. I'm 45 hours in now, I believe, um, which is the farthest I've gotten in a Persona game. Um, I played four for a little bit, uh, and it's also like the farthest I've gotten into a JRPG that didn't end at this point. Because Final Fantasy 15, I beat around the 45, 50 hour mark. Um, so I was looking at my hour counter, and I, and I was realizing that I'm only like halfway done with this game. Like that's a long ass game. Like yeah. I've been really no lifing Persona. And I like I go to save it. I'm like, oh, man, I, I'm kicking ass. I look at, I'm only halfway done. Holy shit! <laughs> um, now for me, that's not an issue because like you know I'm loving this game. I don't mind having more of it. Like I'm not like there's too much of this. Like no, like I I want as much of this game as they can give me because every minute of it's a pleasure. Um, but I was thinking about how you know this game is so well made and so amazing and so perfect, and I would recommend it to so many people. But then I thought like. Would I recommend it to a random guy on the street? Like if like if I was looking for game recommendations, like what's the hottest stuff to play this year? And you know, I could shit out so many so many games. You know, you got you got Horizon, you got Persona, mm-hmm. you got Zelda, you got Resident Evil, you know, you got Nier. You got all these games that are so interesting and fun to play that that, that the beginning of this year has given us. And like Persona's a no brainer, you know. Do you want a game that's there for your money? Do you want a game that's whatever? Um but for somebody who like has a job, for somebody who maybe can't play eight hours a day or maybe somebody i don't know might lose interest persona is like it's like a 90 hour requirement basically to play this this could take a normal man like five months to beat this game Mm -hmm. is that like i'm thinking like is that good for like i mean the game's selling amazing i'm not saying it's like i said it's not a negative of the game it's just an interesting thing where it's like i've seen people turned off from getting into persona when they Mm -hmm. hear that the game is that long like like mandatory this game, you're going to play at least 70, 80, 90 hours of your life, which is great. I'm buying one game. That's, I'm glad the game is giving me that much value. But I can also see where somebody, where I'm at now, starting the fourth dungeon, can be like, this is the pattern of this game. I have 45 more hours of this. I've been doing this for 45 hours. Do I want to continue? And not that you didn't get value, because if I shelved Persona right now, I wouldn't be like, fuck it. I got no money's worth. Like, no, I played 45 hours of this game, and I'm not going to shelf it. I'm, these are hypotheticals. Um, but I was thinking, like, man, like I have a lot of... There's a lot of story left. 45 hours worth. <laughs> maybe more. Some people hit the 100-hour mark in Persona mm-hmm. 5. Um, so, yeah, I'm not really posing a question here. It's, it's mostly just... Um, uh, these are these are really long games. Yeah. Really long games. I think it really it boils down to whether just the person has the interest for it or not. Yeah. Yeah, you know, something that long with the way it plays out. Yeah, mm-hmm. it'll um, be it'll be interesting when I get it because I mean I took I took Dishonored, I bought Dishonored two, came with Dishonored one, four days I beat both games. You're disgusting. <laughs> no, I beat Horizon Zero Dawn. Maybe, like maybe five days. days. Just I just crushed those two games. Um, but there's just there's just so so but that, yeah, that's much a game I won't story. Be able to do it. Yeah, in it, it and that's what that's really what it comes down to is whether the person feels interested enough or not. <coughs> It's actually and, part of the reason I like JRPGs because I tear through my games. I and mean, a JRPG is a game I can't it's quite there tear for you. through. It's there and for you, you have, for a while. And, uh, I still have Dragon Quest Eight on my DS I haven't finished. Yeah, and in the Persona series, you got stories left and right. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. you don't just have your main story and you don't have like some side quests or whatever. Every character that you meet 
that could be part of um, one of your confidants, which is a different tarot card in the Persona series. Mm -hmm. Every person you meet has their own entire story that you build up towards. Yeah. So that and that's how you get the the character building through them. It's not through advancing through the story or maybe doing a few side things. Like it's hanging out and spending time with these people where they eventually feel confident in you mm -hmm. and trust you to kind of yeah. open up to you. And little and just like an actual relationship in real life, whether it's a friend or anything else, it's gonna take time to build that trust up. Mm -hmm. You know, and so that's what you're going through in these games. And then again, since you're so restricted to time, like who are you gonna spend time with? Yeah, you could if you want, you could just spend time with one person every day, just get right through the story that, and stuff that like that. Like, and and it's happened. I was mm -hmm. I did that with um, it was driving me nuts in Persona Four trying to find um Kanji around because his story, him and Naoto really hooked me in, and I was just like trying and I couldn't find them. So I'm like <laughs> I'm like looking, I'm like where the fuck are these people? And I guess in certain days they wouldn't be available and stuff like that. That's but this the, was a little more different. That's, that's the one light. bonus. That's the one bonus in five is that on the on like the train map it'll show you if that tr um, area it have a little card next to it. It'll show you if they're there that day, and also they'll text you. Um, so I, they probably eliminated that problem in five of like mm. where the fuck is this guy? Like you can find him pretty easy in five nowadays. But that's it. That's the thing is like yeah, with the whole time aspect is when I was thinking about it too. Like I would never want Persona to not be this long just to try to maybe get people who aren't interested in, in these long JRPGs mm -hmm. because the the strength in Persona like you were saying like the story of this game Persona 5 Persona 4 these games stories are not like the critical path these these games storylines are not just the main story like a lot of games you could say that about like, oh it's everything in between you know like a stupid meme where it's like maybe the things were the friends we made along the way but with Persona like that's legitimately the storyline like Persona, you have this main plot that you're following in Persona 5, whatever, but they slowly drip feed that to you. It's nothing that, you know, that's always beaten over your head. What's beaten over your head instead is every day, what are you doing with your friends? Every day, who are you talking to? Every day, who are you spending time with? Who are you not spending time with? You know, like, whose layers are you peeling back? And a lot of the effort in Persona 5 goes into those characterizations. So if these games were any shorter, I don't think they'd be able to pull off that aspect of it like if this game was 30 hours long you would not get any i mean you could say that but obviously they have 60 more hours to work with so of course they could put as much story as they want but i'm just saying like because this game goes day by day you're not like skipping a week you're not going okay i don't want to do anything this week i'm going to skip right to the 17th or whatever you can't do that in these games you have to go day by day so as a result these games are that long but i would never i would not want them any other way because i think that's what makes them unique um and like you know spending that much time with these people, 90 hours, day by day, seeing their lives, seeing what they like to hang out, seeing what they like to eat, it makes these games what they are, makes, what makes them addicting. Um, and again, it's not going to be for everybody either. Um, so it's an interesting, like I saw a post. The reason I bring this up is because I saw a post. Like, what if the Persona games are 25 hours and more people be interested in playing them? And it's like, I think just the right amount of people are interested in playing these games, I, mm -hmm. I think. I think Persona I mean, 5 struck a good chord. it was the number one seller on USPSN. Yeah. Persona 5 struck a good chord with, with mass audience. Now that's on a platform that is in its prime. PS4, everybody owns one of these fucking things. Boom. Critically acclaimed JRPG, it's going to sell. So, like, they really did good with it. Um, but yeah, I'm just loving I'm loving the game still so much. I can't stop playing it. I love these people. <laughs> it's, it's an interesting dilemma I'm having with 5, Persona 5, where I, I think about Mass Effect and I think about other games that have you get close to your compadres. Um, 
these games where they have you build up a relationship with somebody. These games where they have you build up a friendship with somebody. And, like, I, it's always been an aspect of Mass Effect I think I prioritize over everything else. Like, the first thing I want to do in Mass Effect is talk to everybody on my ship. Mm-hmm. First thing I want to do in any other game is I, I like to get to know characters because it makes the big moments bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, but with Persona 5, I'm in such a dilemma where I want to hang out with all these people. Whereas in mm-hmm. Mass Effect, typically I pick one or two people that I like the most and I keep them in my squad forever. And they're, like, the two people I instantly prioritize on my ship. Like in Andromeda, I'm talking to PB. I'll talk to everyone else, but in Andromeda, it's like, I want to go hang out with PB in her weird little closet. That's all I want to do. <laughs> I'm going to get back to my ship. Uh, but with Persona, it's like, I got a text from Yusuke. I got a text from Makoto. I got a text from Anne. And they all want to hang out on the same day. And I'm like, motherfucker. Can't we just all hang out together? Like, <laughs> we're all friends. We're all the Phantom Thieves. Can't we just do this together? Um, and then the romance aspect of Persona 5 is I have no clue who I want to pick, man. I'm 50, <laughs> hours, 50 hours in this game. Usually by 50 hours, I know who I want to date in these video games. But I got Anne, who's been with me since the beginning. She's my ride or die. You know, I love her. I'm helping her train to become you know, a fighter the, 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 in the, the park. The waifu battles are real, yeah, man. Dude. I didn't even know how bad they were until I Makoto, saw it on Twitter. Ooh. Makoto is so cool. She's so strong. I haven't really gotten to know Futaba yet, but, like, she likes computers. So it's like, you know, then you could romance the nurse. <sighs> That's why I wanted the romance when I saw the art. But then it's like you get to know these characters day by day. And whenever I – dude, this is going to sound dumb, okay? It's going to sound dumb. But Jose knows. He's a Persona Mega fan. This dude's a Persona 4 master. When I think of Persona 4, I don't think of the game. I think of Jose. <laughs> I think when I hear the Velvet Room That's song, fair. when I hear the Velvet Room song, I don't think of Igor. I think of Jose sitting there in the Velvet Room. <laughs> He's a persona master, so he knows what I'm about. He's what I'm talking about. Here. I think I know where you're going to. When, when I talk, when I get like a text from these characters, when they want to hang out with me, when they're nice to me, I feel it like it's real life. When Anne talks, oh, to so me, you mean you say you're busy and you don't hang out? When, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Some characters I have to. <laughs> If I just want to stay at home and make lockpicks, <laughs> and I could do that another day, I'd tell Ryuji, yeah. You know? Same thing as staying home and playing Persona. <laughs> See, so, if you could play Persona in Persona to be another deal, then yeah. you ignore them. Um, <laughs> but, like, when I when I interact with these women in this game, it's like I'm interacting with a woman in real life. I get into it. My brain's like, like I get tra- I have the headphones on, and my phone beeps, beep, 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 beep. I pull it out, and it's Anne. I'm like, oh, yes. And I'm like, what you got to say? Oh, you want to come hang out with just me at the ice cream shop? Yes. <laughs> just you? Oh, my God. Because I know, like, you know, if a woman texts me in real life, like, hey, it's just me. I want to get, I'm like, who's coming? Oh, it's just me. Oh, yes. Yes. It doesn't happen often, but I mean, I'm just saying. But it does happen. I'm in. But, you know. So when these women talk, and even the friends, even Ryuji and even Yusuke, mm-hmm. you know, when you're helping them out, you know, like, there's a real investment in these characters. And, like, it's creepy to get real excited in real life. Like, a girl's talking to me. It's just, it's supposed to happen. It, you know, this game was made to do this. <laughs> like, this game was made to text me nice things about myself. Because the main character is so cool. Uh, you know, and I'm cool. Because the character is my character. I have picked the choices. I am Akira Kurusu. I am not Bill Conway. And I am dating Anne Takamaki. No, I'm not. Not yet. <laughs> <laughs> My worry is I accidentally pick a girl. You know, I go too far. And I accidentally date someone. I'm like, no, I don't want to date you. You cross that video game line. <sighs> no going back. <laughs> Literally. There's not. The game won't let you. This is why you have multiple save files. <laughs> this is why you save right before you're about to go date somebody. If you accidentally seal the deal. You go, I'm sorry, girl. Loading previous data. <laughs> and they know what you mean. 
They're fun. <laughs> but yeah, the, the Persona series has a really interesting way of doing of, of attaching you to their characters. And I, I say interesting because not too many games take that much time to devote to just the mundane the mundanity? The the is that a word? Um, maybe it's a word now. The mundanity of just like I'm going to get a bowl of noodles with my friend, and we're just going to talk about stuff at school, like nothing plot related. It's just like just we're going to talk about track today, and like I could tell it to some, <clears throat> I could tell that to somebody who doesn't know about this series, and they'll be like, "That's fucking dumb. That's lame." But it, it's it's unique. It's interesting. It's interesting. Um, those are my new thoughts on Persona Five. So loving it, Jose. How's it going? I know you beat the first dungeon. You're yeah. still loving it. Yeah, I'm just waiting. Um, I just got to um, the after after beating the dungeon, the interaction with Kamoshida. I just got that the other day, dude. So now I'm just doing day by day stuff until the that's the best second palace comes up. That's the best. I'll I'll tell you right now. Another way Persona just injects into your real life, like the, your your relieves, your reliefs, your f- whatever. Uh, the way when you beat a dungeon in Persona and you have days to spare and then like stuff happens and you still have days to spare dude it's like finishing your work in real life and you just have a week to do nothing it's so good eat noodles text girls eat more noodles I was looking at the um, it has like um, when you boot up the game it asks you if you want to connect to that yeah. Phantom Thieves network or whatever mm-hmm. and what you can do is you hit the touchpad and it'll give you like hints as to what, what people, other, people other people are doing, are doing mm-hmm. that day so, like, if you're confused as to what to do or whatever. That's cool. And when I got done with the first palace, I was level 11, and I just flew right through the boss. Um, kick ass, take names. And before I went to fight him, I kick hit the touchpad. <laughs> yeah. Woohoo! <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I looked at it, like, the average level was 9, and, like, most people were still, like, doing other stuff to get through the palace. I'm like, wow. That's like, what I, feels good, dude. Like, I ripped this shit up. When you look at the, you do the touchpad, like, you does, like... You've been spending like ten days doing nothing because you've been done with the dungeon for like a week, and you see it was like two days left to go until the deadline of the dungeon. That's and you why I saw like, sent the calling card. And, I'm and like, someone's still sending the calling card. Like, yeah, these people are stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> and I remember like t- I was texting. You, I'm like, I'm like, oh man, I want to keep on training to make sure I'm good for the boss. But I, I just yeah. run out of SP and I'm getting fucked up now. It's like I ended up like slightly overtraining and people and like way early. And yeah, you still beat it for my, other people. Yeah, I have my first log. Um, when you leave the when you leave the palace, it'll give you a log of how much you've advanced. Um, That's always satisfying when it like it's like nine and the things. First, on the list. first time that I actually got to go into the palace, it like I I hit the third floor, so like it was just like like lifting everything. <laughs> um, but yeah, like and like seeing back, like wow, like what are you, what are these people doing? Like I guess they really want to do the other stuff first. Yeah, yeah. But I like getting the palace out of the way same, first. Same. That's how and I then... played four, and like with a little bit I played, and that's how I play five. Um, sorry guys, the police are here. We talked too much about Vice City. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, but uh, that yeah. lawyer that nobody knows of anymore showed up. What was his name? Like Jack Tom- Thompson. Yeah, Jack Thompson. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're coming to get my parents now because I've been, you know. I've, I might murder someone. Put me in jail early. We're going to sue happens. you for a cravings deal box. <laughs> I want one of those. I'm sure I can convince my brother. We had some, Ooh, yeah. I have like $8 dollars left. Not for a cravings deal box. <laughs> Dude, now they've got... In that cravings deal box, it's like the double-decker gordita. And then, it's the cheesy gordita crunch, um, uh, burrito supreme, uh, and, uh, a hard taco, taco. and um, the nachos. Because they, they, yeah, they put the nachos in there. They, have a, they, ha- they have a new one I just saw on TV. Uh, the the, the taco burrito one. 
They have a that taco burrito and they have uh, the double crunch wrap or something. Yeah, which that's is, what I'm thinking. It's oh, the, not the worth triple it. double crunch. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's yeah. just, not it's just it. another crunch wrap. It just has slightly yeah. more beef. Yep, make it at home though. It's worth it. I have made it at home. Oh it's yeah, great. Rob's Taco Bell. Taco Rob. Robo <laughs> Bell. Taco Rob. I want. I want a McGriddle though. Taco Robbie. But with a McChicken. A McGriddle with McChicken sounds so good. McGriddle with so like chicken on a McGriddle bun. Yeah. I love McGriddle, so I'm down. Really I'm coming over for dinner. Um, <laughs> I want some noodles. Um, we were talking about noodles. I wish there was a good noodle place around here, like a like a legit ass ramen shop. Yeah. Well, like that 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 place I told you about in Jersey, that Asia supermarket that has this amazing noodle place. I want like, something like, like that. Like places in Yakuza Zero, yeah, and in Persona, yeah, Japan. <laughs> Let's go, yeah. Um, Let's open our own noodles. Thing. But yeah, doing the dungeons first so you can have tons of time to do stuff. It, it's funny when I look at the network button and like I'll see like, oh, you know, what, what are other people doing on this day? Are they doing social links? Are they doing like studying or whatever? And I'll look and like I'll see some, I'll see like 40% of the people doing something I don't have access to. And then I sit there and go, <laughs> what the fuck am I doing wrong? This person's hanging out with this lady. I can't. And then I go back and like, your charm's not high enough. I'm like, fuck. <laughs> that 40% of the people are mid maxing. That's what those people are doing. <laughs> I'm following my heart. Because you know? there are people who follow like I'm going to make all my decisions in persona based on a day, to, a day to day guide. Yeah. You're going to follow it. Because there are ways like <laughs> do this on this day, do this on this day, do this on this day and you yeah. will see everything. Mm-hmm. If you don't follow a specific guide, yeah, maybe your I'm intuition gonna follow, will I'm going to follow an through, IGN guide. I did, I did see a... <laughs> there you go. There you... <laughs> I did see a post on, on the subreddit someone got the platinum without a guide. That's wow. a fucking hardcore. That's yeah, it's a hardcore. Pl- they must have. Pl- they must have been just as surprised. That they got it. <laughs> <Yeah>. Holy <laughs> shit! Oh, <laughs> there's like um, there's so much shit to do. Yeah, there's a lot. Like once you get that, you're gonna you get miss the, stuff. The TV and you can rent the movie. Yeah, which is great because one of the movies you can rent first is called The X Folders. The names, dude. The <laughs> and like names. there's and there's and like it's not just like him staring at TV. Like there's some lines the and stuff voiceovers. like that. Voiceovers. That's awesome. What's 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 it's Wolf and Scully. Yeah, Scully. Wolfenstein. And that bring, that brings up your guts, which I started doing yeah. because that's what you need to do the uh the testing. Yeah. Yeah, with the, uh, with the nurse. With the nurse, yeah. So I like her. Dude, her story dude, that game I don't know player. I wanna get out of here. <laughs> that game is so like you know, when it comes time for Goaty Talk, like Yakuza Zero is my current one, and that probably might end up winning. Um but like like if you like characters there, there's probably no better game under the sun than a than a well-made Persona game. Like they are the most confident developer when it comes to here's 15 characters and each one has a long ass story and you can attach yourselves to them. Up to you. You don't have to. Like if I don't if I don't want to hang out with the nurse, I don't ever have to see her. You're missing stuff, but you don't have to. Um, so like when I think about playing Persona, I'm not thinking about getting back in there to like, yeah, man, let's steal hearts. I'm thinking about like I want to hang out with Anne, baby. <laughs> Cause I'm helping her, you know. I'm helping her train to be a tough girl, you know. <sighs> <laughs> to be worst girl, you mean? Ugh. Hey, fuck <laughs> you, buddy. <laughs> I've never those, played the game. Those waifu wars are so bad. If you, have, if you, have, if I've seen some of it though. Yeah, when you get a moment, it's, it's, it's look dirty. up the waifu wars before. Oh God, that's fuck. Because at, at that point, you only had, um, I think, like five girls that you could choose from, and three of them were from your party. <laughs> I was. In the 25 hours I played it for, I was on Chie, 100%. She's cool as one. Yukiko's, she is the coolest Yukiko's one. kind of... I mean, I never finished Yukiko's backstory and all that stuff. But, like, Chie, like, yeah. Yukiko, she looks like every other romance protagonist in every anime ever. Long black hair. <laughs> she's got the skirt. Chie's got a fucking 
Adidas Russian jumpsuit on. <laughs> She's got the coconut head bowl She's cut. Squatting. She's doing squats. She loves kung fu. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's my pick. Easy. Her name's you, Chia. You, ne- you never got to Risei, right? No. Is she cool, too? She's probably the most like physically appealing one. So like, this is, this is probably the best I didn't get to her. Because now <laughs> I just, I just pick Chia <laughs> all out. Um, I gotta, I gotta she's, go. the, she's the one that people seem to hate the most. This Risei. Because oh. she's, too, she's too clingy and all these other sh- She's like an idol. I kind of like that. The, like left the town, then came back. I kind of like the girl from Four Golden, the one who was added, Marie. Yeah, people hate her too. What the fuck? She got a cool hat. I, <laughs> <laughs> she was a hat, right? I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She got a cool hat. It's like Rob's hat. Yeah, this is Brixton. Was it Marie or Maria? Brixton. I think she was Marie. Was it just Brixton. Yeah, it was Brixton. There's a T in there. What? Yeah, yeah Brixton. So, yeah, so Brixton. I get to hear the T. <laughs> I don't even know what Brixton is. I think it's just clothing brand. I bought this hat um, on clearance. Yeah, I think it's a place in England too. Probably Brixton. Brixton, Leeds, Reading. Brighton. Fellow listening is British. Hit us up on Twitter. Let's know if Brixton's a place. I'm not Googling it. <laughs> um, but yeah. I look forward to talking more in depth on Persona in like eight months when we're all done with it. Because <laughs> I'm not, I'm only halfway done. Like, <clears throat> I've been married. Yeah, I'm not playing until you're done it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm, I have so much left. And, you know. We have we have trips coming up and everything. Like I'm not beating this game anytime yeah. soon. You know, I like, only have like two hours a day. Like, play it, so <laughs> yeah, that's the thing. That's what's crazy. Like these games are so long, and like like that's that's cool though because like you have that the comfort of having Persona like there always. Like you always have a new Persona to play because mm-hmm. um, it's so long, and you only have so there's only one time to play it that like you know that's a game that's gonna leave a void. Yeah, when mm-hmm. once it's done for sure, mm-hmm. for sure. That's how it was before. I didn't. I remember like looking around like. What Every day I was like, what can I play that's like Persona? There's nothing. There's nothing. There's nothing like it. It's the only JRPG like it out there. People try to go copy it kind of like that. You just gotta, you just gotta start getting obsessed with dating sims. <laughs> that's actually why I bought so many of those fucking JRPGs for the Vita. Like um, Conception and all that stuff. Because they kind stuff. of take like, the style. I needed something and it, like, it, didn't, it just didn't have the same charm. Yeah. And nowhere near the same writing. As, it's, uh, it's interesting. I, I was thinking, like, getting into some visual novels after beating Persona 5. Because I've always been, like, a little averse to getting into them. Because, like, I'm literally just playing a book with, like, you know, art and music and voice and whatever. But the more I think about it is, like, my favorite bits in Persona 5 are the bits where it's literally just that. It's literally just a visual novel. Character model pops up. Dialogue. And I'm sitting up like eight hours doing that. I'm like, yeah, I'm loving this. And a visual novel is all that. So it's like, why have I always been so weird to play visual novels? Because Persona is that with dungeons in between. So it's like, you, uh, you decide where to go, but you decide where to go in visual novels too. Like, you know, where am I going today? You pick on a menu. But like, so I think I might jump into some, but I've missed like, like the Fate series or Steins Gate Zero or whatever, you know, after I beat Persona. Kind of fill that like living in Japan void where it's a lot of talking. Because Persona is a lot. Of dialogue, a lot of talking. It's great. It's great for that. I think Yakuza has a lot of dialogue. Yeah, but Japan loves talking. It's good dialogue, though. Like you, you know, at the beginning of the game, it seems like a lot, but you're really used to that. Yeah, doesn't ass crack joke in Persona. <laughs> great joke. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I can't wait to see it. Forty hours in. It, it is forty hours in. The game. <laughs> I hope I don't miss it. If I miss anything in that game. I there, hope it's not that. There's no way I'll miss the Ascot joke. <laughs> uh, it's pretty prominent. Localizer's probably pretty pumped about it. Anyway, um, that's all. I do want to bring up, <laughs> I, I brought it up to you. You brought it up to me and then I brought it up to you. Um, 
the one like um, mini boss in the first palace. Oh, it's a dick. <laughs> it's a dick. Oh, I saw a picture of it. Yeah, it's, it's just it's just. Oh, you green, sent me the picture. Yeah, it's, it's a green dick. dick. And who was the yells? Um, Morgana. Morgana yells right before the fight. It's like, oh no, it's coming. <laughs> it's, a, it's a big floppy wanger, man. It literally is. It's, it's literally a dickhead. There's no way that's not a dickhead. It's, it's a dickhead. It's a dickhead. It's a green dickhead. <laughs> it's a straight up, it's a straight up dickhead. Because like, the shape of it, it's a dick. There's no, it's no a, nothing else is shaped like a dick like that. No, it's shaped like you a straight say, up dick. Oh, you could dick. say, oh, a hot dog shaped like a dick or popsicle. No, but this is like, no, it has the like curvature the, yeah. and yeah. the slit. It's a dick. It's, it's a dick. It's a fucking dick. And it's coming. <laughs> speaking of, um, well, not speaking of dicks, but, but um, actually, speaking of nothing, uh, I just want to say as a quick aside, um, it's it's been nice. I I started playing something that is like just what I needed because I'm marathoning Persona nonstop, and I still have so much to go in that game, and I don't want to want to distract myself with anything else that's longer, despite having two other long games started, Andromeda and Neo. Um, but I decided to be proactive here because I buy so many games, both physical and digital, but a lot of digital games I forget I own because I don't install them right away. So it's like, mm-hmm. I look at my library and it's like, whoa, I fucking own this? <laughs> so, and like, and it's like, in my head, I'm like, I'm beating this big pile of physical games like Nier and Persona and Neo. Like these, those games are always in my sight line. Like that's my, that's my list right there. Whereas like, I forget, unless I down, unless I just brute force it and download this game right now and play it. I'm never going to play it because I'm going to be trudging through these 60-hour physical games. I downloaded Trouble Night mm-hmm. and started it the other day um, after after how many years of not playing it. You know, um, I, I love platformers. You know, like like I, the reason why this is exactly what I needed is that playing through so much Persona, playing through Yakuza, playing through Horizon, playing through Mass Effect, playing through Neo, the, the, all these games have these big expansive environments and these and these and these well-designed encounters and these well-designed and um, um, at, like like dungeons and stuff, but Shovel Knight. There's there's platformers in general. There's just something so beautiful about a well designed level. Like this is a level. It has a beginning and it has an end, and I could do it in twenty minutes. Mm-hmm. And like that is just handcrafted from beginning to end. There's just something so beautiful about a good level, a good stage. That so. Booting up Shovel Knight and playing it, um, it's been a and just that that's been a, so that fun. is such a well so made fun. game. Oh, I love it so much! It's genuinely one of the best platformers out there. Oh, so good! The music's so good, the personality's so good, mm-hmm. the story is surprisingly funny. Like I wasn't expecting the story to be any decent, but it's really cool. Mm-hmm. Like, it's funny the world they created. In fact, it's fucking Shovel Knight. That um, is twenty five bucks for the game plus all expansions. Yeah, and I got it for even future expansions. I got it for nine dollars. Oh, yeah, when it sale. first came, if you bought it when it first came, yeah. you still get them before all. they increase the price with the twenty five expansions. Is still a fucking yeah, steal. yeah. Um, so I got it. They they what's what's great about Yacht Club Games is and this is the last thing I'll say on Shovel Knight because I could I'll, I'll talk more about Shovel Knight when I finish it and all the DLC. Mm-hmm. Um, is that they made this game in the Kickstarter. Their Kickstarter stretch goals were to make two big expansion packs for it: Plague of Shadows, and Spectre of Torment. Both of those came out free of charge, even for people who didn't back the game. That stuff just came out as free patches mm-hmm. for the game. They raised the price of Shovel Knight. They, they, what they did was they bundled it into one thing called Treasure Trove, and then they split each game up into its own separate purchase. So if you want to buy just Shovel Knight, it's like maybe 7 bucks. If you just want to buy Plague of Shadows, same price, whatever. Um, it'll add up to whatever the full price of the Treasure Trove is. But if you owned the game before that, if you bought it before that, you got all those patches for free still. So what they did was right before they put out that patch... To like patch that as a bundle and then release the game separately, they put the base game on sale so that you can get it even cheaper and get all that DLC for free before they bundle it together. 
So for me, who never owned the game before, I was able to buy it even cheaper than like fifteen dollars. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. I don't know how a... Yacht Club games keeps afloat. I don't know how Telltale games keeps afloat. All their games are twenty dollars. Yeah, probably they probably sell a lot on mobile too. Telltale. That's true. That's very true. Th- those games have like, but th- especially Yacht Club. Like, this IPs, is the only yeah. game they have out right now. Yeah, and they're still it. And they've only they've only been around. burning on the Kickstarter money for those stretch goals. That was what funded those DLCs. Mm-hmm. And they lost sales, but like, good on them. I guess they it's awesome. They, yeah, because yeah. I mean they're a good dev. They know what they're doing. Yeah, they've for sure. one of the best platformers out there. I'm loving it so far. So I, I'm excited to play some more of that. But yeah, it's exactly what I need in between these big six hour games. Is just mm-hmm. I'm gonna do a level right now. You know, I'll, I'll play two levels of Shovel Knight and, take, and go to bed. You know? So mm-hmm. um, it's been great. I've been enjoying it so much. But uh, but yeah, uh, is there anything else? Any you guys want to talk about before we? That's a that's a when you, when you close a book. It doesn't sound like that. I, I was trying to close a book, and instead it sounded like I was slapping someone in the face. Yeah. <sighs> Maybe cup your hands. Nope. It's still just a clap. Yeah. Before we clap this episode down, grab a book. <laughs> um, you could find us on Twitter at a mixed pixel. Uh, you can find us on Facebook.com/slash a mixed pixel. Basically, just look up MixPixel anywhere you go. You can listen to this episode on iTunes, Pocket Casts, or you can stream it right here on the website. We're not on YouTube anymore. You know this by now. I hope you know this by now. <laughs> Maybe we'll have videos up there one day. Please one day. follow us on the socials! I know there's people listening to this who don't. And I know you got one. Everyone's got one. And if you don't make one, then follow me. Right now. I post good content, damn it. Mm-hmm. No one liked my Yakuza post. Fuck no up. One. I didn't like it either. No, no one. You know what? And you'd appreciate it. You just didn't even see it. Probably. Watch this, ready? Watch this. Start talking. Why? What are you doing? Just like, do say you... something really important. 